Hello, everyone. Welcome to Way Out West Texas podcast. Hi, everybody. Uh, today, we're going to uh, talk a little more in detail about, we talk a lot about it being a dynamic lifestyle and and how it's a team effort. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that today. It's always changing. It is. We uh, uh, probably are biggest uh, demonstration of that this year was we were out riding horses uh, back in January, wasn't it? No, it's the 20th of February. Okay, so middle of February. And uh, it was kind of one of the perfect storms. Uh, about six things come together and Shelly got thrown off and hurt bad and Got life flighted to El Paso. Yeah, got to spend a couple of weeks in ICU over there, and and you you don't think about things like that, and you know that within seconds, I mean, it completely changed what we were doing and what we were planning and oh, and yeah. everything, you know, and. Well, it changed our, first of all, it changed our routine dramatically, especially while I was in the hospital. And of course, you can't even visit because of the COVID restrictions that were in place. So all of it, including the housework and laundry and taking care of all of the animals fell on you because I wasn't here. And you really see what happens uh, when a member of your team an integral member of your team is is not there. You know, and we're we're fortunate that we work together anyhow. We always have. And so I knew kind of what she was doing. I, you know, there's a lot of couples out there that have absolutely no idea what each other does or is doing or or their routine or their yeah schedule. or any of that stuff so you know we're fortunate in that way that i knew what i needed to do without her here and i tell you what guys if you ever want to see a true value of your wife just be without her for a couple weeks <laughs> well there there's so many little things shelly does that I don't really even notice, you know, until she's not here doing them, then they're not little things anymore. They start piling up and, you know, it... Uh, it's organized chaos. That's all it is. Well, it is. <laughs> uh, then along with that, uh, the uh, the bad winter storm that come through, that... Uh, we lost water. Just right after I got home. Yeah, so just uh, two weeks. March. Yeah, two weeks after she got home from the hospital. Uh, well, not only did it freeze and bust our water pump, but oh, uh, a large percentage of our plumbing. And uh, well, this country here in West Texas, we don't see weather like that, and we were below zero. We had gale force winds we had ice we had, we had snow we had several days that it didn't get above freezing and it generally just don't even when it does get cold i mean we're in the desert it does get cold 
you know, it, it's not unusual to get down in the teens, but down into the single digits and then stay below freezing for three or four days just don't happen down here. Well, and that's something that people need to think about that listen to this or whether they're following us on social media. If you're thinking about moving into this climate, yeah, it's going to be hot. It's the desert. Yep. Uh, my inner lizard loves the heat. But you've also got to be prepared for the cold that comes along with it. Now, this is the second winter in a row we've had uh, below average temperatures. And this storm that come through, it was all over the news. I mean, it was crazy how cold and miserable yeah. it was. You but, know. you know, like I said, that some more of that dynamic lifestyle because instantly everything else got pushed aside to get the water repaired and yeah because we have animals that have to have water you know we were you know i've got the the tank on our trailer that we haul water with and i could haul 600 gallons of water home but to get it from the tank to the stock tanks or into the house it was all by five gallon buckets and and it took us i had to order a pump and uh if you remember right everything was shut down because of that storm yeah it so took forever to get here you know I, I think it ended up took about 10 days for it to get delivered because you know the the freight trucks ups everybody out in this country was pretty much shut down and that's not even the best part you got the pumps the pump in but everybody else had frozen water lines also and so trying to find the had, the valves and the fittings and the pipe the pvc yep. was just a nightmare thank goodness we have kind of a a bone pile yeah a stash uh a few of the fittings i ended up had to drive almost 100 miles to a hardware store and they had enough that i was able to to make it work, but wasn't exactly what I needed. So I've got some some nice little loops where I needed T's and all <laughs> I could get was 90s and things like that. But Well, you know. the best thing about that though, this is the second winter in a row that we have lost a water pump because of uh, low temperatures. And this year we had it insulated, we had it wrapped, and we had it covered, it still froze and broke. And Charlie said, that's it, we are not doing this again. On top of that, it's expensive to replace those shallow well jet pumps. And uh, it's also a great big pain in the, the arse to, to work on them. And so Charlie dug his little heart out and now the pump and all of the valves and everything are in the ground. They're below ground in a uh, cinder block. I'm going to call it a well house because yeah. it looks just like a well house yep. I grew up with growing up. Yep, I dug it three foot deep and poured concrete in the bottom <coughs> of it and then me. lined the walls with concrete blocks and, and uh, I still got to make a roof for it. I'm going to put an insulated wood roof that opens up on it that's going to be great. I just want to make sure that snakes can't get in there. Yeah, yeah, that's that's <laughs> one th that's one thing I did do. I I actually made it it's three foot below the ground, 
and about a foot and a half above ground and then it'll have a good solid tight lid on it because in this country any place that stays cool at all the snakes find pretty quick <laughs> yeah and charlie does not do snakes no don't do snakes but so i got i got hurt bad we had the horrible winter storm and lost our water two weeks we were without water for actually we were without water for three weeks yeah almost three weeks by uh, the time we got the pump in and got it fixed and thankfully we didn't lose any livestock yeah. how i do not know yeah. and then following the that conglomeration of misery then we had a horrible windstorm come through here we uh we got an opportunity to buy a, a small greenhouse and put it up and and uh i was in the process of getting it set up to be a a hydroponic grow house right and we'd even taken classes and yep. uh went through our extension agent and really i'm going to say you know with the power of learning we really armed ourselves with all this information and uh bought all of the tubing and the buckets and the trays and piping and, and, and pumps and oh just aerators the and, whole works you know and uh we had another one of them storms come through that I, I would say if we didn't have 100 mile an hour wind gusts, they were close to it. It was and scary. I had the greenhouse, uh, the base of it I had filled with gravel. I'd put guy wires from every corner and anchored to the ground. And it with actually- mobile home anchors. Yeah, it actually didn't move. It just folded it up. It actually pushed the windward side wall in and the roof up and just folded the thing up in a wad and threw it over the fence yeah well by the time we got tore apart it through the, another storm would come through it wasn't no, quite no, as bad no. throwed time, it over the fence by the time we got it tore apart now yeah. you need to back up there yeah. buddy <laughs> yeah. by the time shelly got it tore apart he put it together i took it apart that was the deal <laughs> But uh, you so know, so we and, lost our greenhouse and all of the the money and seeds and piping and all that stuff. It just was scattered. We spent a week on four wheelers and in pickups, just driving around and picking up panels and and pieces of metal and feed sacks. It was just awful. Yeah, it. Uh, you know, again, it's that dynamic lifestyle you know things happen and it just you say okay well that plan changed let's go for something else you know yeah <laughs> well it the what is it our son says the only yeah the only plan is to plant for plants to change yeah and boy this last several months <laughs> that has simply simply put been very true between like I said, me getting hurt between the winter storm and then the wind storm. It's just been, it's been crazy. Yeah. Like I said, it just, it's one thing after another. And it it's funny to me, used to things like that would, would set me off and I would blow up and anymore it's, oh, I get mad, but it's just, it's part of the life we've chose. 
Right. Know? Just like our garden, you know, we we had invested most of our our time and money for the garden this year in this hydroponic setup. So our garden wasn't much of a garden this year. And when the hydroponic system got wadded up in a pile, you know, we're down to, we got peas and beans and onions and- And two tomato plants. And two tomato plants. And, you know, we still got some garden and I've got some in that hopefully I can get sprouted here pretty quick. And so see, you know, it's, it's two or what is it? Two steps forward, three steps back. Well, but it's, we're making progress. Yeah. The pump is fixed. The greenhouse has been taken apart and we are going to salvage it. Yeah. And, we, Shelly took it apart to where we can salvage a, a large portion of it. And when we go back up with it, it'll be on a heavier frame. Uh, that particular stuff is probably going to be attached to the south side of the house with a lean-to type greenhouse on the that way it is semi-protected from the wind by the house right and it's also heavier you know the greenhouse itself didn't blow away it didn't really fail one part of the frame folded and then you know it was it was structural you know Right, but the wind carried off everything else. Yeah, everything that was inside it ended up scattered for a mile and a half across the desert. <laughs> but, like I said, we've got plans or alternative plans, and we're going to go with that. Uh, one of the cool things that's getting ready to happen, we did purchase some more solar panels. For those of us or you that follow us, you, al you know that we already have... 12 315 watt solar panels on a stationary array uh, made out of metal out in the yard and now we're going to have two more 315 uh, watt panels these are 270 watt oh i'm sorry excuse me so it'll be a total of 520 with with your solar if you're doing solar you'll find out that early in the mornings is the hardest time on your system You've ran through the night on your batteries. You, you get up, you're, you're flushing the stool, you're making breakfast. Running the coffee maker. Running the coffee maker and all that stuff. You know, so you're using probably as much as you do most of the rest of the day. And in those first few hours. In those first few hours. So I've got plans to mount these two permanent or solid on the roof facing pretty much straight east. That way, you know, uh, where we're at, we don't have a lot of obstruction as far as trees <laughs> and stuff like that. I was going to say, if you're talking like about that. trees, we don't have any trees. You know, <laughs> so if they're facing pretty much straight east, then uh, just as soon as the sun breaks over the mountains to the east of us in the mornings, those panels will take off and start, you know, charging the batteries and taking some of the load of, of the morning well they'll be rituals. getting direct sun where our yeah. panels now they're facing yeah south yeah pretty much straight south and they they start making electricity as soon as the sun comes up over the mountains but it's it's very little you know because it's the sun's hitting them at such a glancing angle where these two right. panels you know it'll be almost directly on them 
just as soon as the sun comes up. And uh, that, that'll make our system a little more efficient. Oh, that's the other thing that we, uh, we have added. We've added two freezers. Yeah. Uh, but that was kind of a have-to type yeah. thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, uh, we had, uh, we uh, butchered a couple hogs and, and uh, we've got, oh, I, I'd say we probably ended up with probably 250, 300 pounds of pork. Easily, yeah. You know, and, and so that's that's our pork for a year, if not two. Easily. You know, and we just didn't have the freezer space, so we picked up a couple small freezers, and, and we did that. Almost everything we do is with conserving our, especially our, our electricity. You know, this way as, as uh, our supplies in the freezers get low, we can move them all to one freezer. And when one's empty, we can just shut it off. We're not running one big freezer all the time, you know, to keep, you know, an armload of stuff froze, you know. Right, and it's the same way with our water heaters. Yeah. Our water heaters, they're not on-demand water heaters. They are electric water heaters, six-gallon ones. Yeah. But they're both on separate switches. Yeah. And we only turn them on when we know we're going to need hot water. Yeah being conservative with our our electricity though it is renewable it's still it's infinite you or it's not infinite yeah it's finite. It's, well and you know water heaters they work off of a thermostat they kick on whenever the water drops to a certain temperature ours will do that if we leave them on but you know it's heating the water in the middle of the night when it gets cool when there's no need to right or if if you know we don't need hot water for a day it's not sitting there keeping it hot it just it takes a little bit of planning you know if you know you're gonna you know shawley goes through and she'll flip the one in the kitchen on and then she'll go on and do other housework and 30 or 45 minutes later come back water's hot she does dishes when she's done she turns the water heater off I typically really turn it off while I'm doing dishes yeah. because there's no sense in it sitting there continuing to heat water when I'm almost done. So about halfway through during doing the dishes, I do go ahead and flip it off. And let's see, we got the solar panels, we got the freezers, we had hogs butchered. Oh, we've got a new little heifer calf. Yay! Yep, yep. new. Uh, our first longhorn heifer, she's had a had a, a heifer calf, so that's good. That's well, a, she's part Longhorn and part Corriente. Yeah, well, all about to say. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, our rabbitry is doing well. It our has, rabbitry is doing phenomenal. It has taken off and is doing really well to a point that we've got uh, some things in place that are allowing us to expand it. You know, it, it's not guaranteed income, but it's a, uh, it's a feed store and they're buying, they average at about 30 to 40 rabbits a month from us, right. you know, so, so that's enough of a deal that we can afford to put 
a lot of that back into the rabbitry. And that's not counting all the 4-H rabbits that yeah, we're selling. The show rabbits, which... Uh, oh, this year was fantastic. This year was fantastic. Our rabbits, we had... Uh, Grand Champion. Grand Champion in two counties. Two different rabbits. We had uh, Grand Champion Meat Pen of Three. We had Reserve Grand Champion here at the stock show. And I think here at the stock show, all of the first place rabbits were ours. I think. I'm, I'm not sure about I'm that. I'm not but, sure, but, but I think. But that sounds uh, right. And, and phenomenal. One young man at the premium sale got almost $5,000 with one of our rabbits. For a rabbit? Yeah. Uh, we, we about choked. <laughs> now, <laughs> that was crazy. Now, we didn't get to $5,000, but we get to tell people we did so that they'll give us an extra $10 for a rabbit. <laughs> uh, yeah, the rabbit is doing phenomenal, especially for something that we, I'm going to say, fell into kind of by accident. Yeah. And it has just grown exponentially, yeah. and it's taken off, and it's doing great. And Charlie is so good with the rabbits. We have baby bunnies everywhere. Yeah, I think we're up to about 35 babies right now. Well, we just sold, what, 12 or 15? Yeah, we sold 15 last week. But that's, you know, that's turning out to be a, a pretty good deal. And, and in reality, if you're you're looking at something for... Uh, for meat for your own family. Yeah, we rabbits. Rabbit rabbits are pretty economical to raise. They don't take hardly any space. They they're quiet. They don't bother neighbors. In fact, we got one running around the house that you have to go look for because you don't even hear him. He sometimes. comes when I holler. Yeah, most <laughs> yeah most times she hollers his name. He comes. His name is Mike, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also, if you're somebody that's had some heart troubles and things like that, rabbit meat is one of the healthiest meats you can eat. Oh, it's... High in protein, almost as high as beef, less fat than chicken. And, you know, and it's very versatile. You can use it anywhere you would beef and, or and chicken. And it's tasty. Or, yeah, uh, and it's, it tastes good. Yeah, it tastes a lot like chicken, but yeah, we've got the... Rabbitry's doing well. You know, we have had our ups and downs, but the rabbitry has just consistently done well. So again, if you're looking at something to feed your family uh, and produce a little income, hey, I'm telling you right now, rabbits, that's, we fell into it yeah. by accident and it's turned out to be, now we do put a lot of work into it, but it our time is our own. Well, and that's one thing about them, you can, you can dictate how much work you put into them. You know, if you've got, you know, a breeding trio, a buck and two does, you know, you're talking about 30 minutes a day if that, you know, now we're up to about 70 again, so it yeah. it does get to be work sometimes, you know. And uh, much to Charlie's surprise, I have added 22 chickens yeah. to our... Uh, yeah. Laying uh, pullets for laying hens. Yeah, I live on eggs, and that's something we use a lot of. And we can also sell them at our farmer's market at our table. Uh, yep. They sell just as fast as we put them out. And so, really been busy with 
chickens in the house and chickens in the grow pen and everything else. It's been it's been kind of funny watching them. Yep. Let's see what else we've added. Three horses. Well, two of them are our sons. Yeah, that, our son and daughter-in-law. They they bought a couple horses and they were being boarded. But, and they were boarding them in town, but uh, you know that, that. Well, it gets expensive. You know. And it you can't really ride. Yeah. Like they want to ride, but yeah. out here they can yeah. roam for hours, and so. Yeah. And then we bought a horse. Yeah. Uh. One of the neighbors that range. That was kind of a knee-jerk reaction. Yeah, one of the neighbors' range horses took up with our horses over two years. Over ago. two years ago, and I have tried to run him off. I have chased him home, put him in pens, and a day or two he's back. We feed him, we worm him, we trim his feet. You know everything. He thinks he lives here, yeah. and we found out that the neighbor was, was going to sell him. <laughs> And it's like, well, he's kind of a fixture around here. And if you watch any of our videos on YouTube, I'm sure you'll see him. Pal, the big Palomino horse, he always shows up and tries to be comic relief for us sometimes. <laughs> but, uh, so we've added three horses, 22 chickens. Um, let's see, solar panels. We did add hydroponics, but uh, it's kind of on the back burner right yeah, now. Yeah, that's a, uh, that will probably be a, a project for this winter, maybe when we get some of this other stuff done. But not only is this an off-grid life, it's a farm life. And it so, is. like Charlie said, it is dynamic. It's always changing. And you have your ebbs and flows. You have your ups and your downs. We just happened, February and March were really bad for us. Yeah. Uh, we had to work and then Hard it, at it took us all of April and and well thus far in May we're pretty much getting all that kind of caught up and cleaned up and squared away yeah we're getting there you know yeah. and so be prepared you know not only uh, during the storm that came through Texas we had neighbors that were without electricity for five days yeah. we had family that was at, without electricity gas and water you know for up to a week and because we're off-grid because we're solar and wind powered we didn't lose electricity now we didn't have a whole bunch yeah. you know those two days that it was storming yeah it was <clears throat> heavy overcast and snow and but we had heat and yeah. we had electricity and lights and could sit and watch the news you know yeah. and so that for me is a a super big plus to living this off green off off green this off grid green lifestyle that, that you you've heard me say it before one of the biggest draws to the off off grid lifestyle is <clears throat> the freedom it affords you you know during this storm we wouldn't you know once I got the water pump found and ordered. There wasn't really anything else we could do there, so we wasn't we wasn't really stressed. Like I said, our neighbors. Other you know, than the water, the water yeah. hauling the water, yeah. I guess is how to put it, was a royal pain in the neck. Yeah, yeah, trying to water horses and livestock with five gallon buckets of water is a is a nightmare, and it takes you ten times longer than it should. Luckily, all the 
the stock tanks that we run a lot of water through, they're all plumbed in and gravity fed out of overhead tanks. So they were just, they were, uh, the floats were froze up for a couple of days. But other than that, you know, once they thawed out, everything was fine. Nothing was broke. And, yeah, but, you yeah. know, that, again, for those that are wanting to do this lifestyle, uh, whether it's a farmstead or if it's off-grid, don't fall into that romantic trap that it's all going to be good because let me tell you, there are days that it wouldn't take very much to convince me just to walk off. Uh, oh, and there's days that it's, and, and sometimes days that run into weeks that it's, it's a fight every yeah, day. Every day, it's something going on. But you know, the the reward for that is, you know, sitting out on the front porch of the evenings when it is quiet and dark and just, <laughs> you know, you can see a million stars and hear the horses nickering. Yeah, that's the about the only, shipping. that's about the only sounds you hear. You don't hear train <laughs> whistles or car horns or sirens. If you hear sirens, you better get to looking. At <laughs> I love how my husband says sirens instead of sirens. <laughs> but but uh, this lifestyle, it is. It's it's peaceful and it's wonderful and it's gratifying because at the end of the day, you do you look at back at your day and you're like, hey, I got all the chores done today and a load of laundry washed and. Well, we're raised in a society that's based on instant gratification. You know, you know, if you do something, you want to see results right now. And this, 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 is, this, this lifestyle, that lifestyle ain't that way, you know. No, but we work hard at what we've got. And, but we are so grateful and so thankful for what we do have. But don't come into this thinking that it's all going to be unicorn farts and fairy dust because yeah, it's, it's not it's there are times that it's really hard but on the other hand you know the flip side of that coin there are evenings like tonight you know we sit out with a a bottle of wine out in the cool air and we're in, yeah cool in, air it's down below 90 now well that is cool <laughs> this is west texas <laughs> but uh it is. It's a very gratifying lifestyle, but don't think that there's not going to be hardships. And it doesn't matter if you're living in the mountains of Idaho or in the swamps of Florida or in the desert of West Texas. Regardless, there's challenges. There's, to... there's going to be challenges. And that's the, the mark of a person is how you respond to those challenges. And you know, it's, and we've talked about it before. It's, it's really not that different from everybody else's lifestyle. It's just, there's, we don't, you know, run and stress over, you know, working a job and paying bills and, <laughs> you know, we stress over. Our main argument is, Who's going to go to town? Because neither one of us wants to go yeah. to town. <laughs> you know, our, our our stress, instead of being to work on time, is making sure that we have enough feed for the animals. You know, it, it's making sure that, you know, our... 
our batteries aren't overheating like they did yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> you know, or, or, you know, I worried myself sick for, for two weeks because this heifer calf that we got, uh, her mama's first calf, and I didn't see her for two weeks. I, man, I'd get out on the four wheeler, and she was. I'd spend half a day on a four wheeler, and she wasn't in any of the places she normally would hang out. And she went to have her baby. She you know, went somewhere. <laughs> yeah, she went off up in the brush, and and she's come out now, and she shows herself every few days. Yeah, but isn't and, it wonderful that that's your stress factor? Yeah, that it that is. That is your stress factor. You don't have to worry about working. 16 hour days anymore and stuff yep. like that though i really do think that we work harder now than we did at any job yeah i, I promise you i i work harder and put in more hours than i ever did for a paycheck but like you said it's you know a lot of my hours are on a four-wheeler or, or horseback going through the mountains out here you know just just trying to get my eyes on on cows we haven't seen in a week or two and, and i'm trying on the know. horse it's uh i don't know if it's ptsd or what you call it well, I, that's I have a form a, of it i have a confidence problem right now and it doesn't take much to spook me <laughs> and so but, i'm little steps little baby steps yeah. with my horse but but she is doing better there's a lot of people that go through what she went through the would have come home and in a day had ever ever bit a horse intact gone from here and never touched a horse again you know it was so funny uh and what do we do we buy more i have to <laughs> i have to kind of tell this story uh when i got thrown i was thrown at a dead run we were running full out just as hard as my horse would go and uh i got hurt badly very badly and i didn't realize it had knocked me out uh i guess you just don't that doesn't come into play and i walked home folks i walked all the way home yeah, with three broken ribs and a punctured lung yeah walked about three quarters of a mile home <laughs> but when i was in the hospital in el paso i was having a really bad day i wasn't doing well they, I couldn't come off the machines that were helping me breathe. And uh, the nurse, uh, big, beautiful woman, told me that God never gives us more than we can handle. And all I could think was that stupid meme you see on yeah. Facebook. Well, God must think I'm a badass. Yeah. <laughs> because between the horse wreck and the animals and the, the storms and everything... It's like I said, there's going to be ups and downs and I don't care if you live in suburbia or in the mountains or in the desert or on the coast, you're going to have ups and downs. Just be prepared for it, but be thankful for what you have. Uh, that is so important to be thankful for, you know, to look at the glasses half full, not empty. Well, you know, and, and I'm... And this lifestyle, uh, I really think that it... it really does bring that out in you that it you're, does you're so much more thankful and grateful for what you have well and you know in our previous life we <laughs> we you know we we did the corporate thing and yeah we we made good money we made a lot of money but you know what 
We did. We never saw each other. We never saw each other. We used you to know. have breakfast sitting on the side of the road. Yeah. That was the only time we saw each other. And, you know, we didn't have any less than we have now. Or no. any more than we have now. No. It's just, you don't want for it, you know? You know, I, I have to admit, you know, I used to get a new pickup every two years. And this one's... 14 years old, and <laughs> and I'm more concerned with finding a good used tractor than a new pickup anymore. You got that right. You know, and it's, <laughs> you, you just, your whole perspective changes. The closer you get back to your roots and back to the land, your, your whole outlook on everything just changes. Oh, it absolutely you know? does. And this lifestyle warrants that. Mm -hmm. uh, it makes you think, I mean, it honestly makes you think about how your great-grandparents did it. Yeah, that's... And how impressed they would be if our great-grandparents walked in right now. Oh, yeah. We don't have electricity like they wouldn't have had electricity. Yeah. Uh, we don't have, I don't know how to put it, the modern conveniences that you get in a high-rise apartment. Yeah. But... Which we do have. You know, we got cook stove, refrigerator, running freezers, water, running water, indoor plumbing, you know. Wi-Fi. <laughs> but, you know, we don't, uh, you know, why, and this came about before we moved down here. You know, we were paying, I don't know, $100 a month for satellite TV. Oh, it was way more than that. And, yeah. you know, we probably didn't have that TV on. How long has our TV been off? Well, it hadn't been on for about three days this time. And the only reason I turned it on was there was something going to be on that... We wanted to watch, and I don't yeah, remember what it was. Even, but that's how important our television is. Can't even remember what we going yeah. to watch. But yeah, and we watched our great, a two-hour movie and shut it off. You know? But if our great-grandparents <laughs> walked in and they saw us gardening and canning and tanning... I know right now it's just rabbit hides, but tanning hides and selling livestock and, and raising chickens, that is something that they could literally melt and pour themselves into this lifestyle because it wouldn't be a stretch. And I think where people get overwhelmed when they try to do this lifestyle is because they're not taking in... Well, they're trying the, to the problems that are going to come up. I mean, and it may be something as a, a $7 fitting that you can't find for... That I had to drive 120 miles right, to buy. Or, uh, and that they don't simply have the gas to do that. Yeah. It could be something as simple as, we know some people that got stuck in the sand four miles from their house and there was nothing that she could do. She couldn't pay to have a wrecker or anything like that. She managed to walk to the neighbors and they helped her get unstuck. But you're going to have ups and downs. You're going to have trial and error. Uh, we're having a kind of a hard time right now with our septic system. Come to find out that we had a water leak <laughs> and was- There was a little piece of silicone holding the flapper on the stool up just enough that water was constantly draining out. And it wasn't enough that you could actually hear it refill the stool very often. But uh, finally figured that out. So we got that problem solved. And 
you know it like I said it's ups and downs but you know what we we do it and take care of it ourselves and we learn something every day and you're never too old to learn something and quit it's, learning when you quit breathing yeah that's true but you know this this lifestyle is so gratifying and it really does make you think about what we have and how lucky we really are and how close to nature you know people go on about leaving a carbon footprint if this house blew down right now and got rid of our and somebody came through afterwards and got rid of our animals there really wouldn't be a mark left you know no. by us no some cement that charlie accidentally poured out on the ground when he was building the well shed mm. but that's about it yeah oh and horse poop there's oh, yeah. there's quite yeah. a bit of horse poop yeah <laughs> But no, this this is a very gratifying, can be very peaceful, but it's also a very, uh, I, I'm going to say labor intensive. Let's use that word. It's a labor intensive. It is. It's, you know, and you hear us talk about this a lot. So many people, you know, they hear you say, yeah, this is a simple life. It is simple. It's not easy. <laughs> but but you know, we're not we're not in the rat race. You know we're not you know, how are we gonna buy tires for our cars so that we can get back and forth to work to make the money to pay for the satellite TV? You know, we're like Shelly said, we argue over who goes to town to get feed because we'll wait till it yesterday. <laughs> I mean, we scrap, scraped the bottom of the barrels to get enough to feed the horses yesterday morning because <laughs> we didn't want to go to town. So after chores, <laughs> we had to go to town and get horse feed. And, and people say that's reclusive. I don't think it's reclusive. I think it's self-sufficient. It, it, I hate depending on somebody else, whether it's a feed store or a big box store or a hardware store. I like it is self self sufficiency, and it is somewhat reclusive. And and we've talked about this in other podcasts. If you want to do well with this lifestyle, you've got to be able to to you have to be okay with being By reclusive. Yourself. You know, because there's there's times that we'll go two weeks and not see anybody but each other, you know, uh, not even really talk to anybody, you know, <laughs> uh, a lot of the communication I do with the guys that I look after cattle for them, 90% of that's text messages, you know, because they're working other places and, you know, and, and they're an hour away, you know, and instead of them having to stop and answer the phone and stuff, we just, shoot text back so when they get their hands free they can see what i you know unless it's an emergency or something you know yeah but this this lifestyle isn't for anybody and everybody but if it's something you want to do i wholeheartedly encourage you to do so don't put yourself in harm's way you've heard us say that yeah. a million times and i think that's one of the reasons people fail like i was mentioning before we've seen with the the pandemic and everything we have seen a lot of people move out to this area in the last six to eight months 
and we're terrible neighbors. We just want you to go away. Well, no, I mean, <laughs> none of them's close. They do, they came, every one of them, except the guy up here against the hills, has came by and introduced themselves, and and we've talked a little bit, and they go on, and we wave at each other when we pass on the road. And, but yeah. it's coming to the time of year. We'll we'll see how most of them people are fixed for <laughs> living in the for desert. Grit, cause <laughs> it, was, it was 103 today already, and right. That's what I was saying about our know. our batteries overheating. Yeah. Our flex mate kept beeping and telling me that the batteries were hot and. We do have a vent from the inside of the house that is cooled uh, out into the, we call it the battery box, the battery room, uh, but it was still at the 103 degrees and a tin roof over the batteries. It, it got pretty warm in there. Well, and the safeties on all that equipment shuts all up all of it down at 104 so so if you're thinking about going solar think about that you're yeah. going to use most of your solar or most of your solar you're going to use most of your electricity of a morning yep. and also uh the temperatures are going to affect your battery your battery life yep. your power uh you need to think about that yep when you're designing your system your uh, solar electric system you have to uh over design it for the heat, you know, when it gets above 95, even the panels start losing efficiency. Right. Yeah. So. And most people don't understand yeah. that and don't know that. And regardless where you live, uh, your solar panels, you need to keep them clean so that they can absorb that sunlight. Those, yep. uh, those cells can absorb that sunlight. You got to keep them clean. And, and do the voodoo that they do so well. <laughs> but yeah, guys, uh, like I said, just wanted to update you about, you know, where we've been and what's been going on. But, hey, you know what? We're doing it. We're doing okay. And it's all good. Uh, and hopefully we can stay on track to do this a little more often. Yes, sir. Uh, That's the plan. Yeah. Uh, as always, be sure and check us out on all the social media. Uh, way out west Texas. If you happen to be... In West Texas on a weekend, there's a neat little deal called Prada Marfa. It's actually considered an art art sculpture. Look for us there. Look for us there. We've got a roadside stand we set up, and we sell things we make here on the homestead. Uh, salsa, jelly. We're there on the weekends, I guess we need to say. Yeah, we're, we're generally there every weekend. Uh, Fridays and Saturdays, definitely. And uh, but you know, come by and yeah, see us. Stop by and see us. Taste Charlie's really hot salsa. That can't. It not only is it a fabulous salsa, but you can also use it as paint thinner. It's <laughs> it's very hot, but but very good. Yeah, but check us out on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. YouTube. Uh, we're on all of them. We have been a little slow in posting stuff, but we promise to get better. If you have any questions, PM us, email us, get a hold of us, uh, and we'll do our best to answer them. And it was great, great to talk to you guys, and hope to do so again real soon. Until next time, you guys have a good one.